kids. Where you go back and watch some of those shows that were on Cartoon Network when we were young? Courage the Cowardly Dog, Johnny Bravo. How in the world was Courage the Cowardly Dog? I know Dog that was like made? I don't understand. That, that show legitimately scared the shit out of me <laughs> as a kid, and I completely the point, like, agree. Why am I watching this? I think there was. I think I have a very vivid memory of like there was like. The purple foot episode where that mon like there was a purple foot monster or whatever, mm -hmm. and Courage was on the computer yeah. and like had to was trying to figure out things, and just got like a big piece of boil off the the foot and like put it in the PC and had like this crunchy noise and like it still sticks in there. No, it's, oh, oh it's so like I, I don't get it. Like, and th there was that one the the ghost like the Grim Reaper like mm -hmm. weird 3D animation thing mm -hmm. that they had that like. Yeah. Dude, that... Or even Batman the Animated mm -hmm. Series. Yes. Mm -hmm. He would... Like, those people we, would pull we out their PCs and just... <laughs> we rewatched some of those. Because I got, I got Beth several birthdays or Christmases They're ago. They're actually on the shelf yeah. behind you. Uh, some so. of Batman the Animated Series. And, like, she was watching them. <laughs> and she's like, there was a Christmas episode where they he just straight kidnaps three people from their homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Joker is just like, here's the... And, like, she looked it up, and originally the plan was it for it to be, like, three random people. It was, like, Commissioner Gordon, Barbara Gordon, and the mayor. But, like, it was originally going to be three random people, and someone's like, you can't just, make just, kids just, think an evil clown man's gonna just steal them from their home. It could happen at any moment. <laughs> at first, it's, like, it's like, at least make this three characters. Luck of the draw. Luck yeah. of the draw. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think you told me the one with, like, Joe Chill... Where it's like, mm -hmm. he's so, like, wrapped with guilt for killing the Waynes. He sees Bruce Wayne's face everywhere, and at mm -hmm. one point he rips off Batman's mask, but he thinks he's just still seeing Bruce Wayne. And then yeah. he falls off a building to his death. Jesus and Christ! There was, and like, there was the entire arc where, like, Batgirl graphically dies by falling off a building, and then she dreams this alternate universe. And this was a three-episode arc. That we, three weeks they strung kids along with this, in which she watched this dark, dark future unfold without her, where, like, Gordon turns on Batman. And it's, you know... I think we could say with very, very, uh, a lot of certainty that all our favorite creators were on drugs at some point during the production of all yeah. our favorite things yeah. growing up. <laughs> Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast bringing nerd culture to a normal world. Uh, we've been away for a bit, but we're back. We're doing a movie wrap-up uh, episode today. With me, I have two experts who have also just seen the movie, as mm -hmm. I have just seen the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Sheehy is here. Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and Beth Dunstan <laughs> is here. Wait, we have a podcast? <laughs> it, I, it has been a while. Is this guy walking through the league? Or is this... <laughs> Bill, thank you for having me on my podcast. Yeah, I've always wanted to be here. Right. You're welcome. It's about time. I actually, this is... I had Daniel watch episodes of Resistance a year ago just for this moment. So, we're here. And we're, 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 we're doing so it. We're going to be talking about the first three episodes of uh -huh. Star Wars Resistance. And the Resistance. only three episodes of Star Wars Resistance. Really? No, no. We're uh, <laughs> we're actually all in the same room for once. It's we're nice. We're crowded around one. I can physically touch you, which is not... No, you, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. You okay. shouldn't. Shouldn't. Okay. I'm going to ask you to leave. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> but, uh, 
I think the only time we ever done this was after Captain Marvel. Which is, I guess we're just doing it after female centric superhero movies. Which I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Yeah, too. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, so, so post Wonder Woman, we're doing this again. That's right. right. Wonder Woman. Yeah, we'll have to do Wonder Woman yeah, 1984. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> then Captain Marvel two. No, Scar- uh, Black Widow. That's right. Yeah, Black I Widow. Know. Black Every Widow. time I see a trailer for that movie, I think eh. I'm excited for it. I would, but I, like the thing is, is I, I'm a huge fan of Winter Soldier, and that's like spy drama yeah. meets Marvel superheroes. So like this is spy drama meets Marvel. So I'm really we're getting off topic okay, anyway. <laughs> but Birds of Prey and the fantabulous so, emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which we yes. are legally obligated to yes. all say the full name the entire yes. time. So. Correct? We went to go see Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I really hate the title almost more after seeing the movie because it slightly misrepresents it. But I think I, I think it's slightly... We'll get to it later, maybe, mm-hmm. but it's... Because uh, we'll do first impressions. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to why I think that about the title later. So let's just start with our first impressions of the movie. Uh, Beth, let's start with you. Um, so, I loved this movie. Um, I, I think that it did have a couple little storytelling issues here and there as far as pacing, but otherwise I loved this movie. I thought it was funny, I thought it was entertaining from moment one to moment the end. Um, I really, really enjoyed uh, how this movie took on toxic masculinity in mm-hmm. particular. Uh, because Black Mask is the definition of toxic, privileged masculinity. Mm-hmm. And um, and all, all five of these women who are part of the Birds of Prey, um, uh, they're all five women who have finally just had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, who have had enough of uh, being underappreciated, uh, enough of being abused... Um, you know, enough of being, uh, uh, of being used and, and threatened. And so I thought this was a really fun girl power movie. I also thought it was just a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Bill, what about you? I, I'm very close to loving it. I I really I, like when we first started talking about the, the movie back in when we, when it was first revealed how long when we made fun of the long ass name <laughs> when we made fun of the long ass name uh-huh, and yeah. how Chris Tomlin reacted <laughs> exactly. to the long ass name I like had very little to zero expectations on this and I went in with with that exact same expectation mm-hmm. and I was pretty blown away at how great it was um it was I I'm really glad I didn't come uh, intoxicated or, or on any drugs of any kind. <laughs> that was the surreal. Because there were moments where I'm like, "Where are they going with this, man?" But I, I completely agree with Beth. I think it was a lot of fun. Margot Robbie is fantastic as Harley Quinn. I will watch ten more movies with her as Harley mm-hmm. Quinn. I, I don't care if if she's a cameo and whatever they do next with the DC universe. I don't care. Make her a part of it. Um, it's it's just it's a wonderful adult fun movie that I'm really glad because this was like kind of they kind of took a chance on this. I think they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they did because you know after Suicide, this is what Su- Suicide Squad should have been. This oh, is yeah. the exact oh, yes. same time. Oh, yes. This is what it should have been, and it just shows if you get if 
you give people the ability to create their vision of what the story is, mm-hmm. you get a good movie. Yes. Exactly. Um, I'm probably, of everyone here, the coldest on this. And even me... So why are you sexist, Daniel? <laughs> I'm not. Oh, jeez. This is going to be used against me. So why do you hate women? <laughs> oh, wait, Mr. Grumpy Gills. No, I still liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a tonal mismatch, mm-hmm. or mishmash. Uh... Which can work. Uh, I mm-hmm. love the style and aesthetic of it. Cinematography was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than maybe another clown DC movie that I've seen recently. Yeah. Uh, like, like that everyone's gushing about the cinematography of. I thought this was a lot better. Th- Honestly, <laughs> the message of this movie is the antithesis of the of Joker. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's, it's, yeah. No, I mean, that, yeah. Hundred percent. Like I, I. The more and more I think about Joker, the more and more I hate it because, like, I, I. That was the most like. And we're getting off on a different. Yeah, let's. But like, we're talking about how much we liked it and we loved the tone and how it it was a lot different than, yeah, than yeah. that yeah. one. And there, there's a brilliant. There's a vibrance to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use a lot of really good colors and like not just. Washing everything with mm-hmm. yellow or green or something to create a mood. Mm-hmm. You're actually like crafting different locations to have different mm-hmm. feels, and it's all it's all like, thought out. I think it's all very well thought out. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. like even at the beginning when. Uh, by the way, spoilers ahead. We can't talk about this and not do spoilers. I was about to say something. Yeah, no, I was like, just say. I was like, yeah, spoilers. When she blows up Ace Chemical, and, mm-hmm. like, as she's walking away, she's kind of in, like, purple light mm-hmm. against, like, the Technicolor backdrop. I was like, that is really well yeah. done. And, like, exactly. there's tons of fun graphic stuff with it. Uh, they do the Suicide Squad graphics mm-hmm. aesthetic yeah. thing, but they do it way better than Suicide they Squad. Actually, they, they do the Suicide Squad. They, yeah. I really liked the motif of all the people having grievances yeah. against yes, Carly. Yes. That was a really, really uh, fun way to uh, to introduce a lot of characters, and it was a really great joke uh, and throughout the... Especially because it gets used a bunch where she doesn't know who the person <laughs> is or what their grievances is, are, and it's just like... The graphic itself is like in her mind just guessing. I know. She's like, I don't know. Maybe this is. How I know it. And I do want to add to my my previous, you know, uh, little mini rant. Uh, it's it's not just about these these women who've had enough. It's about women who support each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I, I think is is like the the most positive message that comes out of it is is these. These, especially at the end, the three women who who make up the birds of prey at the mm-hmm. end, who are Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya, mm-hmm. um, like they uh, are now supporting each other in every way possible in this really positive relationship. Mm-hmm. You can argue how positive the relationship mm-hmm. is between Cassandra Cain and Harley Quinn right. by the end, right? Um, and Harley <laughs> Quinn, I, I, it would be hard to argue that she's a net good in any situation. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> But I think that the movie openly acknowledges that. I, yeah. I, I see her more as, like... I, we were kind of having this discussion in the car. Of, like... I see her less as, like, the good influence on the birds of prey. As more of... She's kind of the catalyst who brings them together. 
and that's not always a good thing because you could argue Loki's the catalyst that brings yeah, the Avengers together. together. That's true. She's that's, not. Thanos is the, <laughs> is the catalyst. <laughs> Steppenwolf is the best villain in, in every comic book movie ever. Oh, exactly. Well, and how can we forget the Enchantress? Oh, and what she did. But it's. But Harley is a bit more complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's. She's bad, but on the side of the angels a lot. For the moment. For the most part. And I feel like a lot of her function in this film is kind of setting up the hero team that will become the Mm -hmm. Birds of Prey, Mm -hmm. in part because she can do all the the nasty, dirty, Mm -hmm. bad stuff that uh, that needs to happen for the birds of prey to exist after all that is done. Mm-hmm. Like they cannot do some of the things that she eventually that she does in this film because mm-hmm. they are meant to be the heroes. Uh, so she kind of takes it upon herself to to be the, not an anti-hero yeah, so that yeah. they, they can be hero heroes. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's pretty cool. I I think it's just because I like inherently just like Margot Robbie's performance, I uh-huh. kind of see her like as kind of a bad guy with a heart of gold, you know. Like, oh, yeah. and yeah, she's yeah. and mm-hmm. she is definitely like a, a victim of her circumstances. Yes. Like, oh, and, yes. and yeah. that's and I think that has more to do with like her being bad than like mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. she's probably a pretty decent. Like, she seems to be like when she has the opportunity to like to save the day or to do the wrong thing, she seems to save the day more than she. You you could make some arguments through this movie, but she she is put in several kind of unwinnable mm-hmm. or tough yeah. decisions in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, the big one I was thinking that goes against what you were saying was uh, Cassandra Kane. Um, but then at the end, but what happens at the at, end of the at day? the end? Yeah. yeah, but and I think that uh, one of the things that they did so well, and what Margot Robbie did so well with her performance, um, was she uh, she really got across the fact that this is a woman experiencing clear mental health issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And part of the reason that she does betray Cassandra Kane is because one of the unwinnable situations is what's happening in her own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has has so much kind of learned helplessness yeah. uh, from her relationship with the Joker that she genuinely does believe that she cannot exist without someone like Black Mask protecting mm-hmm. her. Um, and it's not until later that she realizes maybe I can exist on my own. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't need this extra protection. Mm-hmm. And But she has to get there first. Mm-hmm. And she makes that decision to betray Cassandra Kane in sort of a moment of weakness mm-hmm. while still trying to give her a rather hilarious out right. before they yeah. arrive. But, and um, I, I do like the flashes that you see of, of Dr. Quinzel where like, mm-hmm. she yeah. like shows that like she's not just like, this, you know, yes. beautiful, you know, you know, she's uh, smart. Yeah, she's, she's really smart. smart. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, there's just random moments where she'll psychoanalyze people. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is a brilliant way. Because she does it in her sort of, like, flippant Harley Quinn, yeah. oh, whatever kind of way. But, like, it works so well. Because they do, like, they open it with, like, this cartoon that gives you her backstory, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually a really fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we're just going to get through this so right. then we can get on with the movie. And But at the same time, like, there's a lot in there that really sets up why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I love those flashes of Harleen Quinzel. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that come through. Same, same. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that I'm really grateful that they didn't show in this movie... The Joker. The Joker. Yeah. Jared Leto's yeah. Joker. Very happy. You see, they, you see, they actually, because I remember the shot from Suicide Squad of him uh, pulling her out of the uh, thing, and they have, like, just cropped that in uh, so you don't <laughs> see Jared Leto, yeah. and the one time you see the back of the uh, Joker's head, it could not be more your, obviously be not, not Jared Exactly. <laughs> just a win for the for <laughs> the entire country, honestly. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. In these dark oh, times, yeah. we can all agree, we don't want to see Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> Again, so. Well, we're gonna have to put up with Morpheus, so I, I think that that's. <laughs> oh God. Or Morbius. That's Morbius. Right, Morpheus, Morbius, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah Morbius. Will uh, will that be the next Venom? Venom. <laughs> what do you think Eminem's song for um, Morbius will be? Um. <laughs> God, it'll, it'll involve a lot of yelling and. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's a very hot coffee pot. <laughs> well, speaking of songs, you were talking earlier about how um, the the final montage using uh, Kesha's woman just mm-hmm. felt yes. so awesome mm-hmm. and so appropriate. I thought a lot of the music choices in this film, unlike Suicide Squad, where they seemed very ham-fisted, mm-hmm. a lot of these, like some of them were still a little ham-fisted, but it wasn't as noticeable, and I thought mm-hmm. they all worked very well mm-hmm. to set the mood. Yeah, the needle drops were not as on the nose as Suicide Squad. <laughs> or if if we're being on Captain Marvel. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 I was like, I'm just... A, okay, we, we, yeah, we get it. Okay, yeah, cool. We see, yeah. we see what you're doing there. <laughs> I do like the the, the, chore- the fight choreography is outstanding. Yeah. I think, great. And I think yeah. part of the reason I'm not, like, as... I don't think the music choices were as ham-fisted or whatever you, what you guys just said or was it... it, it <laughs> Drop the needle, whatever you want to say. Is how drop the bass. Yeah, drop the yeah. bass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just drop the bass. Um, it's just because of how wonderful all those fi- uh, those those yes. fight scenes are. Yes. Like, I you don't focus a lot on the music, really. No, so, I yeah. honestly, it's I think it's some of the best fight choreography I've seen. Like even John Wick, John Wick a, level. It's just it's just fun to watch. Like yeah. it, that's which is yeah. what I want and stuff it's, like that. It's super practical too, because like especially that last fight, because the last fights in the. Basically, the Joker's fun house lair. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like... The booby they, trap. Yeah, the booby trap. And they use that so well. Because, like, it's not just, oh, they're having a fight. And, like, most superhero movies, that'd be a CGI type thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, they are using the actual set as part of the weapons. It's mm-hmm. creating problems sometimes with the mirrors. It's... Creating mm-hmm. solutions mm-hmm. sometimes with the giant hands, yeah. like, I, and there was like some the scene where they were in like the police station with like she found that bat. There was that scene where she like threw yes. the bat down. And it like went back to her, and I'm like, okay, that's really fucking yeah. cool. Yes. <laughs> How did way, you do that? The way Harley moves is so specific mm-hmm. to her character too. Mm-hmm. All the acrobatics, all of the the, yeah. the the zany way where you're not even sure sometimes if it's skill or luck or maybe both. both. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, and and but she basically uses the chaos to her mm-hmm. advantage in every situation that she's in. It's, she and, doesn't just kick; she backflips two times yeah. into a kick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it all looks so fluid that you don't mm-hmm. notice that she's just sort of flipping all over mm-hmm. the place. Um, and, and like she, she'd be backflipping over dudes, Ex- and, yeah. and, it's, and the camera would follow with her. And yeah. like yeah. it's, it was great. It was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I once, once again, I was 
really impressed and not expecting a lot and just kind of blown away with, with what we got. And they, they do a pretty good job of even differentiating the fighting styles of the birds of prey. Because mm-hmm. um, you get, you know, Harley has her very unique style. Renee Montoya's a bit more... Drunk. <laughs> a bit more <laughs> drunk, but also a bit more just like uh-huh. almost bare-knuckle boxer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like Black Canary loves the high kicks. Uh huh. In tight pants. In tight pants. In tight pants. I did love that they were just like, I'm impressed by how high you can kick in tight pants. pants. <laughs> yeah. yes. And I was like, frankly, me too. I know. <laughs> but and like Huntress is very clearly well trained, mm-hmm. and so she has a bit more like she's very in control almost every time she does. Anything, right? Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is so funny. She's in that role. She is. Like, she's so great. And, and Huntress, I would argue, is probably the character that gets shortchanged the most yes. out of all five. But Mary Elizabeth Winstead squeezes every ounce mm-hmm. that she I can out of kind of like. I feel like she's the one like bird of prey that we saw in the movie where we actually get like a full fleshed out kind of backstory for mm-hmm. her where she's you know mm-hmm. you know she her family was murdered and then she mm-hmm. was trained by people in Sicily and then everybody else like black canary you get mm-hmm. you know she's a singer and her mo- you get you get little bits and pieces mm-hmm. of it, it mm-hmm. but like I feel like you actually saw like yeah. they hinted at it at multiple points in the movie and mm-hmm. like then they brought it full circle when they're like that murder we were talking that massacre we were talking yeah. about earlier yeah, that's yeah. her family I would say that I think for, for me and probably for Daniel too that the difference might be that we are seeing all the other birds of prey we're seeing their stories in the present mm-hmm. um, they're, they're happening right now like Renee Montoya's disappointment with her position in the police um, the uh, the fact that she has to wear a terrible shirt for most mm-hmm. of the movie, yep. um, which is the... probably my, my favorite shirt that I've ever seen. Do you um, think they sell that shirt? Oh, a hundred percent. They if, will sell that shirt. Listen, yes. if you think Baby Yodas are gonna fall off the shelves, <laughs> I shave my balls for this. Like t-shirts are. are... Yeah, Margot Robbie's uh, Margot Robbie's story. Um, I keep mispronouncing her name. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Harley Quinn's story definitely is happening in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Black Canary's story, her um, her trying to reckon with her mother's past and mm-hmm. her seeing all this injustice happening in front of her and and deciding no longer to be helpless. Uh, and, and obviously what has happened to Cassandra Kane is happening very much in the present for mm-hmm. her. Um, and I think that while we do get so much about Huntress... We, uh, it all seems to be in the past. It's, mm-hmm. it's not something that's happening presently to her. We're, we just are intersecting with her story, and she just happens to coincidentally be here. And, um, and to me, I think the, the, big, the big sign of that is, like, it's, we probably see the most that has happened in the mm-hmm. past with Huntress, with the exception, obviously, of Harley. Mm-hmm. But, like, we see the most of her past, but we kind of get to experience it the least. Because, like, a lot of Renee Montoya's comes out in dialogue she has with other characters, and you see it through the performances of what how people are treating her. A lot of Black Canaries you see play out, and also you and her conversations with Ron, Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. Huntress, for most of the movie, is just kind of this outside force, yeah. mm-hmm. and you get... Uh, Here's a quick, we're going to do, well, I'd say quick. Here's an extended flashback that we're going to explain who she is, but you're not really going to know her until about 
an hour from now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's a that's a good point. And to me, that's that's probably the major flaw of the movie mm-hmm. is they are, and be it studio notes be to match mm-hmm. another successful R-rated superhero comedy, mm-hmm. or uh, just how it was originally written as the story. They do a lot of flashbacks of, well, how did we get here? And they mm-hmm. go back and they show you stuff that most of the time you can kind of guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they do a long one for setting but up why Cassandra Kane is there. And you I could, would argue that there's only one real extended flashback sequence in Deadpool because it starts with Deadpool and, saying, how did we get here? And then yes. he picks it up later in the movie. Plus, if and, we were following Deadpool's ball game, we would have introduced the Birds of Prey and then immediately mm-hmm. killed them as the joke. That, yeah. Well, that would be Deadpool 2's Two. ball yeah. game. Yes. But it, it's... Yeah, because most of the other flash flashbacks or stuff in Deadpool mm-hmm. are quick joke cutaways. Yeah. And most of Birds of Prey, it's, all right, well, here's, you know, this person. Let's see. Let's go back to a week ago and see how mm-hmm. we got here. And well, I, I don't think Deadpool has, you know... Is the only movie that's ever done that, and like, mm-hmm. I, I like, I, halfway through the movie, I was, I thought to myself, "Wow, I've never seen anything like this before." Like, halfway through the movie, I was, I've seen this in Deadpool, and well, that's not bad. No, I love Deadpool, and I, I do too. But I just think that there is a, there was just completely night and day stuff that you were doing in Birds of Prey than they were doing in Deadpool. Yes, you could say that maybe the structure's a little similar, but like you were getting sh- shades of Deadpool while I was getting shades of, wow, I've never seen anything like this, and I really like where they're... With. They're, they're doing something completely different, and I like that. I would more agree with Bill, I think, just because um, I think that, you know, there there were some some interesting structural choices mm-hmm. that I think probably did have cues taken from Deadpool mm-hmm. a little bit. But you get the um, meta-ness of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh Harley it's interesting because Deadpool as a character started off as a very serious character that was a villain to cable. Yeah. And he, it was only much, much later that yeah. he became sort of the, the quipping fourth wall breaking hero that he is now. He, he started as a parrot or basically their version of Deathstroke. Yeah. Right. And and uh, Harley Quinn, um, you know, was created in the animated series mm-hmm. by, by Bruce Timm and was always somewhat of a wacky character. So, um, you know, this has been built into the character's blood from the beginning. Um, and um, and I think in, in in Deadpool, you have the tension of he, he looks like, you know, sort of a grim and gritty, serious uh, villain dude because that's how he started. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he... Is on the inside just absolutely crazy, whereas I think Harley Quinn—that's who she was at the mm-hmm. beginning—and mm-hmm. um, and I and I think that that is kind of a little uh, point in her favor that you know her entire being is unified towards this. Mm-hmm. So yes, but I like my my argument there is like Deadpool in the comics before that had like no character, <laughs> like he was dude with swords and guns, mm-hmm. and so it's like. Every iteration that anyone remembers is built to be comedy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, and, and my main thing is like I don't I don't fault it for its similarities to another movie I love. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fault it for that. My main thing is I feel like we lose some character moments and mm-hmm. we lose 
some pacing in the story that the story is it's pretty simple you have you know one major MacGuffin to follow Mm -hmm. but it's built pretty it's built really well around it and around Mm -hmm. like here's how these people naturally come together here's how these people naturally end up in the scenario and like it bugged me most of the flashbacks I didn't care about, one in particular, which was the one that made me my, made my mind go like, why are they doing this so much? Oh. Okay. And that was right when you first, basically when Huntress finally gets her first line, mm-hmm. and it cuts in the middle to do a flashback to tell you her entire mm-hmm. origin story. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, we're back. And like, I could have... I could have probably guessed that. <laughs> yeah, I would have almost moved that scene mm-hmm. to to the very end when they are all together, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in, in like the yes. uh, the booby trap, and <laughs> <You said> booby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bill. This is a serious podcast. <laughs> Bill Sheehy, legal assistant here. Now. <laughs> well. So that had to be conscious at some level. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100% <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, like I, I would have almost moved that towards the end of the film mm-hmm. because you could have had her like just sort of being this mysterious force that flits in and out of the film and causes chaos. Mm-hmm. And then at the end when she meets everybody, then you put in that origin story. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, they can maybe have a chance to talk and compare notes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, we're after your family's diamond, mm-hmm. or this girl is going through a similar trauma to what mm-hmm. you went through. Yeah. Don't you want to help her? It's, I think where that problem lies is, like, it doesn't give her a great reason to stay at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Because, like, she's just met them. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple things, like, with Cassandra Cain's going through the same thing with they're literally fighting over her family's legacy you have a couple tools in your toolbox for be like this is why she would stay and instead she's just like all right i'll stick around and you're just like okay yeah, i will like they're quote i'm saying this quote-unquote avengers moment does mm-hmm. feel very kind of you know forced and kind of like mm-hmm. it, like i get why they have to team up i get why they have to get mm-hmm. together but like at the same time it, it's not particularly you know, motivating and, or interesting, even though, like, I completely, like, mm-hmm. I, I still, the reasons I love this movie are still there. It just felt like that moment where they're together and they're kicking ass, it should feel like it, sh- it should have a little bit more uh, significance, you know? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It, I'm okay with when they, she, Harley gives her, like, speech of why they should work together and they're all responsive, like, okay, okay yeah, yeah sure. Cool. Like, that's yeah. kind of a funny okay. thing because yeah. it's always this huge dramatic <laughs> moment in any superhero movie. This it's is funny the fight for, of our lives. Yeah, it's funny yeah. for it to just be like, okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Fine. But, like, I, I think actually what you said about moving that flashback, there's even a pre-built scene that's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, when she's going to say, like, I'm Huntress, and she gets cut off by Renee Montoya saying, you're Helena Bertinelli. Yeah. And, like, it felt like right there, like, it would pause. Yeah. It would be yeah. like, I bet you have some questions. Mm. Let's yeah. roll this back a bit. Yeah. And then you go and you do the whole thing. It's like, and, and you just go back. It's like, and now she calls herself and she just... Go after her, and she goes, "I'm Huntress," and th- that's it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I felt that's more naturally where it would fit. Mm-hmm. 
and then you could have, oh, we're literally fighting over your family's legacy, or yeah. this little girl's going through the exact same thing you're going through, yeah. and you could have had a reason for her to stay. Because, mm-hmm. like, you could be like, well, they're surrounded, she's going to need help to fight her way out, but she, like, stealthed her way in undetected. She's a super trained assassin. She could probably stealth her way out. Mm-hmm. Not in this situation. Not that, like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like... <laughs> and I, I got the impression, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you all did, I got the impression that she's maybe not as great an assassin as she wants people to I, believe. I think so. Yeah. Like, you know... And I, she's I, really socially awkward, too, and yeah, I, I feel like that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. is like, yeah, th- so, this bump for you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah no. And, and cool. I think, you know, and, and actually, you know, one thing I, I just now thought of, that I, I think w- one thing that would have made that, uh, that sequence at that moment at the end work more for me was that every other bird of prey in the room had at that point um, some sort of moment emotionally with Cassandra Kane. Yes. Because the the real gut punch in that room is when they turn around and Cassandra Kane is crying because she's realized that all of these people are here for her. Mm. And, and, you know, she's just sitting there in complete hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And three of the four remaining women... Um, have had some some deep moments with her. We we because in the flashback sequences we do lose some opportunities. But we also gain opportunities mm-hmm. because that's where we have a lot of our uh, connections between Renee Montoya and um, and uh, Cassandra Kane. It's also when we have most of our interactions between Black Canary and Cassandra mm-hmm. Kane. And, and that was fine with those because they told new and interesting parts mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah. But we don't really get a moment between Huntress and Cassandra until after the fight starts. Yeah. And there it feels almost a little misplaced. Um, because mm-hmm. she's like, here's this car. Now I'm going to go back and... I liked that, though. I yeah. thought it was, you know, given Huntress's backstory and what that meant mm-hmm. to her. And how like that helped yeah. her get through it. Mm-hmm. The significance of of her giving her that car in that moment of desperation, mm-hmm. I, I I really I, and I, I, I like love that. that. I love mm-hmm. her giving her the car. Mm-hmm. I think that it could have happened in the room to start with. Mm-hmm. I I, I think it should have um, maybe when she was like there crying about oh my god they're all coming to kill me and, and then she like hands her the car and she goes and if you wanted to no, have a moment won't. during the fight I, she could have her drop it mm-hmm. and then Huntress like runs over to give it back to her because that was another thing that I liked that I liked about something happening between them in the actual fight mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. each bird of prey had a moment with Cassandra mm-hmm. in the fight mm-hmm. where they were getting her out of the way. They were protecting her. Right. They were sheltering mm-hmm. her. And each one of them had a second to do mm-hmm. that. And I liked that amid that chaos, yeah. you're, you're able to find that, that little heartfelt moment there yeah. that meant mm-hmm. a lot, which... Mm-hmm. I, once again, I like this movie a lot. I, I think yeah. it's moments like that. Moments mm-hmm. in movies like that, in like mm-hmm. this, really resonate with yeah. me because I'm, I'm a sap, obviously. <laughs> well, and I just, you know, I like stuff like well, that. I mean, yeah. And it's similar to, like, legitimately, it's similar to, like, Endgame, mm. where your big final fight, you do break it up occasionally by moments of emotional weight. Right. Uh, Tony Huggy, Hugging Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And, like, oh, <laughs> And it's similar to that, and, like, I like that. It, it's 
the movie is, I think, at its strongest when it's about the emotional cores of its characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of at its weakest when it's doing some of the meta commentary that gets in the way of that. Mm. I, I'm actually, I've, I've been thinking back and, you know, you, you have the, uh, you have the meta commentary of all of the, um, uh, all of the, the, uh, grudges that people have <laughs> against Harley for mm. a myriad of reasons, some which Harley remembers, some of which she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have, uh, Harley's sort of scatterbrained remembrance of everything that's been happening. Um, I'm, I'm but I'm trying to remember other than those... Renee Montoya only ever talks in cop movie cliches. For Which I'm glad they leaned into that. I think yeah, yeah. she could have just been fun. a generic character where they're like, this this girl, this lady sounds like every 80s cop movie ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weirdly some of the moments I didn't like were when they were trying to be like, see, we're part of the DC universe. Yeah, like, it's, oh, I named him Bruce after that hunky Wayne. I'm like, look, Wick, that's, hey, that's, hey. It's, like, it's like, stop. I know we're in a DC movie. Uh-huh. The giant logo flew in uh-huh. at the beginning. Be your own movie. Is Batman fat in this one, or is <laughs> <laughs> is this swole Batman? Is, is this swole Batman? Is he is he using a big tire? Or is he <laughs> or is this the non-sanitized Batman? Oh my god! <laughs> are there nipples in this one? I, I can't. I, are nipples on the suit? That's all I need to know. I, I think that we can probably assume if it's the hunky Wayne guy, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's probably Michael Keaton. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying Ben Affleck wouldn't be that hunky Wayne guy? Oh no! I'm sorry. Pardon me. It's Adam West. It's it's clearly R.I.P. R.I.P. Adam West. <laughs> ben Affleck definitely puts the hunk in it. I'll tell you. That's <laughs> mean. I'm so sorry, Ben. If you're listening to this, I'm, I didn't mean that. Ben Affleck, if you're listening to this, you're welcome to come yeah. on at any point. Yeah, if you want, if you hear that, come on the pod and beat me up, it, like, and then that way you guys can commentate on it. Punch him through the microphone. I know. Do you like apples? No, that's Matt Damon. But who cares? Who cares? The same Boston, whatever. I will say. Uh, Really good use of villains. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaz. Ewan McGregor is having the time of his yes. life. Yes, Ewan McGregor is great. And actually, uh, I'm going to look it up because I can't remember his name. Uh, Chris Messina, who mm-hmm. plays Victor Zaz, is really good. I think good. so, too. I wish, and once again, spoiler alert, I wish they hadn't killed these guys. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm fine with it. Because like I think they, they're they really good villains, and I think... Doing the Marvel thing where you kill off your good like your good villains like that yes. it's so quickly I think is a missed opportunity but th- I know they're not the DC universe right now is in a state of flux right <laughs> exactly but I'll say this though it's like the Iowa caucuses you know it's just, uh, <laughs> just a big old clusterfuck nobody knows what's happening and everybody says they're winning. So. <laughs> Depending on when this comes out, maybe, maybe you know the results. I know, I don't. <laughs> I, no, I I won the Iowa caucuses. That's congratulations. Thank you. I, I really I really thought your speeches gives, were well gives done. Gives me a lot of momentum. Really, a lot of momentum but from your hands. Here's the thing. Anyway. Honestly, I'm fine with them killing it because Batman is one of the largest rogues galleries of any hero, mm-hmm. and like Victor Zaz was never going to carry a movie. No, Black Mask. Maybe could, but it would be a movie he, I with. Think he could, I think he yeah. could. I he think could, but it'd be like he's the boss at the end of two other supervillains who are doing the heavy lifting. 
he he's the guy who hires someone like Deathstroke yeah. to go after Batman. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy who's going to sit there and try to punch it out with Batman. I, I mean, I will the, say the comics, I, is, he's done that before, hasn't yeah. he? No, not Black Mask. Really? Okay. It, it, no, Black Mask is usually the mastermind behind yeah, something. Yeah, it, it's because he's a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Is like He's just a dude. He's just a dude. Like, the, the crime bosses who have gone toe-to-toe with Batman are like, the Joker, who's insane with tons of gadgets. Bane, who's just super strong. Ah. In the comics, he's a criminal mastermind. Yep. <laughs> Even though no one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Uh, you really adopted the dog. What I, what I find very interesting is if you look at the Batman comics and look at Batman's rogues gallery, mm-hmm. you could make an argument that Mr. Zaz and Black Mask are the two least interesting villains in the entire gallery. And look what these two actors did mm-hmm. with them. Like, it's it was great. And while I, I do lament that we won't get to see... Ewan McGregor's amazing performance as his character, it was so satisfying mm. when he was gone. Because, yeah. spoiler alert, he's dead. It'll he's take dead. a lot to <laughs> put him back as, together again. <laughs> and it, it's so disappointing, as I told uh, Daniel at the end of it. He had the high ground, and he lost either way. So, I, I mean, it's... That's my one Star Wars reference. I can let me have this one. I'm pretty sure if we look back, uh, that's I know, probably that, not your that, one. It's my only one the past five minutes. It's so, but yeah, it's um, it it is. I just love, but these are my things. things. This is my, my stuff. No. It, <laughs> he's he plays such the entitled, just jerk, uh-huh. who's like, I own this city, and that means I own everyone in it, and yeah. and they have him. It's interesting because he's like. He, Ewan McGregor is playing him very charismatic, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. fun, but still very evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's especially like the big turning point for Black Canary relies on him making someone in his club do something absolutely terrible. That mm-hmm. was horrifying. Like that was and, real. That was hard to watch. Like, and I, like, and I find it interesting that that it's not a small cruelty but when you mm-hmm. think of the wider things he's doing in the city it, it, you know comparatively mm-hmm. um, from an objective point of view it seems to be the smaller cruelty but because it is so much more intimate and because we're forced to watch mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to watch yeah. uh, you know you have a woman who's basically being assaulted oh 100% and, um, and you know her friends are being forced to help you know, this jerk do it mm-hmm. uh, just because he, he thinks that this woman might have been laughing at him. And uh, and Black Canary's reaction there is is so powerful. And mm-hmm. you see that that's the moment where she's just like, I, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was that was uh, very well directed, very, mm-hmm. very powerful. And it, it's one of the moments in the movie where the music just cuts out and mm-hmm. you're just there in a really... Kind of really hard to watch moment, yeah. but it, it tells you so much about his character and Zaz. Yeah. With how Zaz reacts to the whole thing. And it's interesting because Zaz has clearly learned how to pull the levers and push the buttons to 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 sort of defuse situations with Black Mask, but you don't defuse situations with Black Mask. Mm-hmm. You redirect his anger somewhere yeah. else, which is what Mr. Zaz has managed to do mm-hmm. with him. Uh, you, you know he he doesn't. It's it's to prevent him from getting angry with Mister Zaz. Yeah, he it, he get, he deflects the anger elsewhere. It's clearly like Zaz is 
hopelessly devoted to this guy. Mm-hmm. They're together. I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's... Because he even gets jealous when Black Canary enters the picture there mm-hmm. and is like, she's been forced to be Black Mask's driver, doesn't want to be, but he's even jealous of the fact she gets to spend time with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, he's looking for any excuse to take her out, and a drunk Renee Montoya gives him the perfect <laughs> answer. Why would she text back? She had to know that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Surely she would. Oh my god. I think uh, the characters of Black Mask and uh, Zaz can be uh, best described as Melissa Villasenor did on Weekend Update a couple weeks ago. White male rage. White male rage. Yes. yes. 100%. <laughs> it, it's... <laughs> Like, if I don't own it, I hate it. Yep. Like, yeah. so... It's... Black Mask does terrible things to people for just, even at one point, crying too grossly. It is yeah. despicable. Is that a snot bubble? What the fuck? Like, that like, was... Oh. What? Yeah, it... They... I love... I think all the actors did a fantastic job mm. in this. Mm-hmm. Um... It can be common in a lot of these with, uh, especially with a lot of characters being introduced at once, that some of the performances aren't as strong as others, but I thought these all were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at Suicide Squad and mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think about the, the the mention of some of the Suicide Squad people? Like, you know, you basically, you had very pointed, like, hey, I know that guy, and it's Captain Boomerang when they're yeah. inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> can I tell you something? No, I you can't. I did not catch that that was Captain Boomerang. Oh, no, I, I didn't either. I thought that was a random I, person. I thought it was a random guy. <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's he's, how memorable he's he was He's so memorable. Me. I can't you forgot you. the one time Jai Courtney was good in a movie. The one time. I'm so sorry. The one time. <laughs> as, uh, as my friend Harry uh, would Harry say. Harry Fogle? <laughs> Heck Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a name check. He always said one of the biggest missed opportunities in Suicide Squad is that when Captain Boomerang just randomly walks back in, because, uh, like, there's no reason for him to return in that movie. When he randomly walks back into their group shot, and they, no one goes, why are you here? And he just goes, Boomerang's always come back. <laughs> <laughs> Props to you, Harry Fogel. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. That's awesome. You know what That's they should awesome. have done... What would have made me recognize him is if they'd put like a little unicorn uh, yeah. on the poster. Yeah. Then I, don't I would have immediately I, I really forgot was. he was into unicorns. Yeah. Oh I don't God. know. I mainly, I probably would have remembered him with a giant stack of money uh, <laughs> as the payoff for that setup was. <laughs> That's so dumb. Mm-hmm. But God, that was a terrible movie. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of Renee Montoya, I think it's pretty cool that you had an older Latina woman in mm-hmm. a starring mm-hmm. role in this film. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was... Rosie that Perez. Was pretty, mm-hmm. Yeah. She was she great. Was, she I was liked great. her a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now, that was pretty neat. Now, here's the question. Better than Cats? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll... I'll, 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 I'll you have be defensible. Oh, Bill, have you experienced cats? I haven't experienced Cats yet, oh. but I, I don't... Listen, I'm not ready for it. I don't, I, I don't think I'll ever be ready for it. We, we did you did you say cats. did you see it? <laughs> I are saw you, it. Are you okay? <laughs> I are, think I think I'm the Jellicle choice. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Which means I'm ready for death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for Woo! death to take me. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's 
so bizarre. You, I don't want you to see it because I don't want you to spend money on it. I don't. I don't. But at that's the same that's time, my re- main reason to not see it. At like, the same time, I kind of want you to see it. If it's like. You know, ladies I, and gentlemen, this is a perfect time for us to talk about the uh, all the resources your public library has to offer. Ah, if you want you, to see cats, do you have do ca- is, if cats is at the Bourbon County Library, <laughs> I will come and get it tomorrow. I do not believe cats. Surprisingly, okay. cats is not yet available I, on TV. I can't uh, believe it's not already out. over. <laughs> over under uh, how many months before it's in the ninety nine cent bin at, at Walmart? Let's see. It'll probably take at least till April for it to come out on Blu-ray. So, late April. <laughs> God. I don't know. No, I could see a spike when it comes out of people being like, what in the world is this? So maybe May. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come out on 420. and <laughs> That'd be their best marketing I know, strategy. exactly. Mm-hmm. Just for free. If you... Oh, jeez. If you want a movie that has the barest minimum of plot, jeez, cash. <laughs> or episode nine, that works too. Yeah. I'm so sorry, I hate it. I, I love that movie, never mind. I hate that I, movie. I, take, I completely take it back. I don't take it back. I completely take it back. Uh, uh, to say I was disappointed with the movie is being too generous. Oh, so Daniel, Daniel, that's another conversation. I, I, do, I do want to sort of briefly say... Because I, I, I don't want Daniel to get, like, blown away with with comments from, uh, I don't know, angry people. Mm-hmm. But um, it's... Bring them bring up. <laughs> is, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, our the, the rage in this movie against in, entitled men yes. is against a specific type of, of man and a part, a systemic part of our society mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, uh, that women are very unhappy with. Yes. This is not being targeted specifically they're, at white men in they're general. They're the bad guys oh. for a reason. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it's, so it's, <laughs> it's the term toxic masculinity does not mm-hmm. apply to white men yeah. only. It, yeah. It, it is a larger issue that is a bit more nuanced mm-hmm. than most of the internet gives it credit for. <laughs> you mean to tell me the internet can't be nuanced? No. What? Surprisingly, it can't. Jesus, that's well, very it's, surprising it's, it's to me. It's very similar to, like, you know, after after Get Out, you know, which which was, like, sort of critiquing white liberals mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. There were some people who felt really up in arms about that, but, you know, they, they had some mm-hmm. legitimate points. And yeah. so I, I think that... It's it's interesting to um, to sort of take it as an opportunity to sort of look listen. at listen and look at why these men are the bad guys, mm-hmm. and when you know when you have like uh, a woman in a movie who is clearly the bad guy, it's a great moment for self reflection too. Mm-hmm. So, um, for sure. and and it's uh, yeah no that I thought I thought like that was very strong and like. That was a huge part of their message. And Renee Montoya's part of that is even... It's just she's constantly belittled mm-hmm. at her job. Mm-hmm. And sort Never of... She's, she's working anything. ten times harder than anybody in that department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't... She's not the captain. She yeah. made the case. Mm-hmm. The, guy, the guy... Her partner used her twice. She's yeah. Rosalind Franklin. She is. So... Yeah. That, that case was DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And it's like you even get stuff of she's clearly been a detective for a while. Yeah. She's clearly very good, but like even then she asks 
a CSI tech to, hey, run this sample, and the guy won't do it until her male partner says it's okay. Who is clearly younger and more ex- less experienced than she is. And know? clearly a bit of an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel yeah. fairly safe to say that. He was yeah. not the smartest tool in the shed there. <laughs> yeah. He was definitely a tool, though. That very <laughs> yeah. Like, at least the captain, when you meet him, you're like, he used her to get a promotion, but, like, there's some sense sort of in him buried somewhere yeah. but like her partner is just like so <laughs> <laughs> and when when like the police chief looks at him and asks him to find evidence i'm like he probably couldn't find you know a paper bag like what are you talking about he couldn't find his own tie currently tied around his neck <laughs> It, 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 I lose it all the time, man. I, just, I, can't. I can't find it. It's 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 a mystery. Though I will say, props to them for doing something that a lot of big franchises don't. Mm-hmm. They are open with the fact Renee Montoya is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That that and even there's if you watch quickly in the Harley Quinn open as it's going through failed relationships, one Jeez, of them is a woman. Right. Yep, mm-hmm. like it's. They don't shy away from that in characters. Marvel has been teasing us for years that we're finally going to have a gay character. We're finally going to have a trans character. And the DC Universe, just without saying anything, just yeah. up and down. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's, I mean, even, sorry, Bill, even Star Wars y- yep. teased nope. that going in saying we're going to have you know a same-sex kiss. Uh, Isn't that awesome? And like it is something so brief because mm-hmm. they can then easily cut it out for international release mm-hmm. and not not piss off mm-hmm. other governments. And, you know, and, and show the movie despite yeah, rules. But, like, mm-hmm. you couldn't do that cleanly with this. No. Nice. And, and I like no. that, I like the fact that, yes, it's there and it's openly acknowledged, but it's it's not a big deal. It's yeah. like, no. yes, this is her ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, you know, if it had been a guy, it would be the exact same treatment. This mm-hmm. is her ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's it's the same as, like, the Harley Quinn, like, slot machine of failed relationships. It's just, oh, look, one of them's a woman. Mm-hmm. They're just treating it like it's normal, because it is. There you go. So, the way, sorry to next, all of you. Next Harley Quinn movie. Please, Poison Ivy. Oh, please. God. Yes, yes please. please. Uh, yes, please. That, just do Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> I feel like, yeah. honestly, watching this movie, you wanted to do Gotham uh, City Sirens. But you were like, what but about you Birds were like, of Prey? But we should also do Birds of Prey. And that kind of brings me around to uh, when I said I kind of hate the title even more now. I feel like the title is a little misleading. Mm-hmm. I think like it probably should have been called something like Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey because yeah. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn kind of makes it seem like it's going to be a more Birds of Prey movie. And it was definitely a Harley Quinn movie. And it was a Harley was, Quinn movie. It was the Birds of Harley Prey Quinn movie. were there. And, and to be fair, in all the promotional material except for the title, like yes. it was clearly Harley mm-hmm. Quinn was was the center yes, of the film. Yes. All the other characters were usually those those tiny birds circling yeah. her head. Yeah. Like you know, the, I I don't think that the way that the film was marketed itself was misleading, but no. the title maybe was. Yeah. It, it's they could have come up with a better. I I do lo- like it's grown on me because I've said it so much. But <laughs> Because I do like, you know, just for the, the funny, the fun yeah, value yeah. of the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That's fun. But, like, yeah, I do think, like, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey probably would have been a better mm-hmm. title. Because this is clear, like, the future of 
of like of these movies is Harley Quinn. Like yes. it's, yeah. it's just oh, yeah. like next one you do Harley City Harley City. Harley <laughs> Harley hey, City. Maybe. I'd, maybe. I'd go for it. Harley Quinn and, and Gotham City Sirens or but even I, like with I, Gotham I, yeah. City Sirens, I think you could do like Gotham just do that. Just Gotham name. City yeah, Sirens. Because, and then do exactly like that. But I do think, like, because Harley is so front and center in mm-hmm. this that I think you could have just And that. I feel like part of it was, like, to look at behind-the-scenes stuff, but, like, part of it is they've been kicking around for a Batgirl movie, a Birds of Prey movie, and a Harley Quinn solo movie for a while. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they just kind of, they dropped the Batgirl movie as they're looking for a different director for it. Uh since they decided not to have Joss Whedon. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Pro tip, choose a woman. <laughs> From what I've heard, that's kind of what they're looking for. They're, they're like, they're looking like, for a woman for the Batgirl movie? Really? Yeah, you no, you don't say. It's, it's a shocking thing. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I, I don't know why that's not your first choice. Whatever. <laughs> I did love, like... This is a sidetrack, but I did love, like, when they were looking at, like, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you kept seeing them go through all these, like, super talented female directors being like, they're just trying to figure out which one's the right fit for Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and someone did a tweet that I completely agree with, which was, hey, DC, maybe consider some of these people for your other movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to put them was, only on the women superheroes. You know, if they, if they didn't go with a woman, it would be like, if you had Black Panther, then you gave it to Ron Howard, which just would not work. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm not sure you could have found a whiter director. Uh, listen. Hey. <laughs> if you saw me, you'd understand why that's so funny. <laughs> They're, they're just going to give him the Lando series. Yeah, ex- <laughs> <laughs> You literally have Donald Glover right there, but you're not going to use him. <laughs> All right, we've decided Ron Howard is going to be Lando Calrissian. <laughs> bring me more Lando. Bring me, bring more me Lando. all the Lando. Uh, we don't that's it. probably not happening. <laughs> Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. What? <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> Uh, but, and, and it's, like, I feel like at some point, the plot of this was written primarily for, say, the Gotham City Sirens, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, and so it's a group of villains working together, mm-hmm. and you're sort of villain who's also, there are villains who have potential to have hearts of gold, Catwoman all frequently goes back and forth, Harley kind of does, Poison Ivy does what Harley does. Um, I think it'd be interesting if the next one it was Gotham City Sirens versus Birds of Prey. Maybe but I think that could that mm-hmm. like because then you could show like how the birds have the Birds of Prey have mm-hmm. are a full team now. It's not mm-hmm. just those three. It's you know they've added three more and yeah. then like I don't know what brings you know Poison Ivy, Harley, Catwoman together. Which it would and, almost be interesting to have uh, the the Birds of like if Harley Quinn is making trouble with say the Gotham City mm-hmm. Sirens, you could have like the Birds of Prey come in and try to stage an intervention of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and have them be like Harley, you're better than this. Like mm-hmm. why why are you doing this? Come, you know, uh, 
take take our hand, Harley. <laughs> take our hand. I, I feel like sadly You're a Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sadly part of why they might not have wanted to do sirens is they're like, well, we want to wait to cast Catwoman until we have a Batman movie. Okay, and like because this would have been in production around the time they cast Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. for Catwoman. Who, honestly, who cares? Like, no, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. They're, the, they have, you know, people can tell the difference between the TV Flash, and they can obviously, since you see Crisis on Infinite Earth, yes. Earth you have Ezra Miller showing up in that too, as from and Justice that a, League. That was a cool and that moment. was, it was cool. Like, I think mm-hmm. people can understand the difference. I think oh, yeah. you can do this exact same world that you're doing with Harley Quinn, and then do Robert Pattinson's Batman with different. Yeah. Th- it, it, it can coexist. I, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, what. Hopefully what DC takes from this, and I'm not sure they will. But they have a very bad track. When you make what, Batman v Superman, which I like, I do, I think there are Oh, good, I hate it. I think there are good parts in it. There aren't. I think Suicide Squad and Justice League, when you make a movie like that. Justice League is better than Batman v Superman. <laughs> it has know, a much man. better ending. I don't know. And like, by the way, I don't like Justice League. Like, <laughs> Batman vs. Superman might be the worst superhero film I've ever seen. Oh, God, don't And say I've seen that. the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. There's, I would not go that far. That's high praise. <laughs> As Nicolas Cage would say. Yeah, that's there is some fun to be had in the Roger Corman <laughs> Fantastic Four. It is not the fun that you are intended to have, yeah, but, but it's but fun. It's there. But it's... Uh, what I think they should do is just lean into the fact their timeline makes no sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. lean into the. It's just it's it'd be like the comics. There are yeah. there's the new fifty two. There's different world. There's so just many different worlds. Do, so many different parallel universes. Yeah, Fo- yeah, yeah. Focus instead on making a good movie and not building a universe. Right. Yeah. Because they kind of messed up building a universe. universe yeah. Early on, trying to catch up. And they they tried and trying to catch up. They didn't do. The work that you needed to yeah, do. Yeah, they didn't to actually the build the universe, yeah. right. and so like now nothing quite makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just lean into it. But Give I, me uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. I'd love that. Oh yeah. I like Aquaman. I like Shazam. I think there's op- there's plenty of opportunities to tell stories there. And if you want to team up, you can make it work somehow. <laughs> like yeah. you, it doesn't need. To, once again, it's like when I'm when I talk about Star Wars, it's. You're dealing with wizards in space. It's not yeah. that serious. Yeah, 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 like yeah. They'll, they'll find a reason to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, do the exact. It's a comic book. You, they'll find a reason mm-hmm. to make it work. And and I think that what happened when when Marvel became so successful, people said, "Well, this is the only way to handle a mm-hmm. franchise." And no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And and I think that hopefully DC can notice this and land on their feet and start mm. doing something weird and zany and wonderful with I, their films. Honestly, I think DC is is on the up because that's, yeah, that's three so successful movies in a row. Mm-hmm. Like that's and not just successful, three good movies in a row. Aquaman, yeah. Shazam and now this and then Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which by yeah. every indication and, is gonna be good. And Technically, even though we didn't like it, it was Joker. very financially successful, yeah, do- and mm-hmm. it's nominated for eleven Academy yep, Awards. Exactly, like mm-hmm. it's those awards do- should have been Aquaman's. Mm, that's true. <laughs> I agree. I would give that should 11- have at least gotten some for. I will say some visual effects. Honestly, if the, the octopus with the drums, if you saying. he should have gotten supporting actor. You're right. <laughs> if you were going to ask me what was what was the better movie out of the two, Joker and Aquaman, I would take Aquaman. I, eight days a week. I, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, have, I would rather watch Aquaman. Like 
for the rest of my life. Aquaman, Aquaman is a mess of a plot, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. fun. Exactly. It's, it's got it's, Africa by Toto by Pitbull on it, which is, I feel dirty saying. <laughs> it is, but it's, 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 it's one of the best dumb movies I've ever it is. seen. It is. It's, it's like, if Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Indiana Jones just, you know, were dumb, you know? Dumber than they are. Like, once again, it's not that serious, but, like, it was... I had fun with it. The map at the bottom of the bottle that has to go in a certain statue, but the statue wouldn't have been built in time. <laughs> Sorry, Bill just showed me a thing of at time recording this. Nobody knows who won Iowa. <laughs> so nobody, knows. Knows. nobody knows. So we're we're good. <laughs> you know, maybe Joker it's won not Iowa. a good idea to like put a bunch of people in a gym and ask them to run to different corners of the gym. <laughs> Red Rover, Red Rover, let delegates come over. <laughs> oh my God. I just I, I never <laughs> stick to sports stick to sports it's <laughs> so off topic um, I think that's probably a sign we should probably wrap it up yeah uh, any final thoughts on Birds of Prey I think we've covered most of the big stuff with it mm-hmm. um I enjoyed it I will say that um uh, if you if you know Cassandra Kane in the comics uh, Cassandra Kane is the daughter of an assassin and she she doesn't speak in the comics because in in the comics, she is a weapon, and in her father's eyes, weapons don't talk, so why does she need to talk? So she learns to talk over the course of the comics, and it becomes about her sort of reclaiming her personhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, uh, when, I w- when I saw that that was not going to be her role in this movie, I was initially sort of up in arms about it. But, uh, but I really like the way that the character was used in this film. Mm-hmm. I... I um, I enjoyed her being, you know, a foster kid uh, mm-hmm. who uh, who was struggling herself and was sort of learning from all of these women, and um, maybe not necessarily from the right women all the time, but um, <laughs> especially but, when <laughs> where she ends up as Harley's oh, apprentice. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <sighs> but I I did enjoy it though, and and I will say that I I forgive them. I think <laughs> it's great. So. Now. How do you feel about the fact they paid lip service to that at the beginning? Because if you remember in her first scene, there's a almost joke or a beat where it looks like she can't talk. And then Renee Montoya is like, oh, something wrong. And then she like gives some snide remark and scene moves on. But yeah. like the first time you see her, she's like, "What are you doing back here, Cassandra?" And she's just like motioning that she can't talk. And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, that's weird. I, she has in the trailer. And then it's like immediately over. I was like, I mean, we didn't even mention that she shed out a diamond. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's the most important plot that's, point. That's, that's, yeah, that's literally one of the most important plot I points. Think my, on, and I think my favorite line from the whole movie is, Harley, get the colander. Like, as in like, oh, no, 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 no. I wonder how much they had to wash that diamond before they sold it. <laughs> I also do low. Maybe that's why it, it did seem a little low for the like the, the amount of money that she got for it. Well, so maybe it's a shit. It's literally a shit diamond. So like, yeah. well, here's the here's I think the other fun thing is 
It's like they make this big deal, like, encoded in this diamond is all the information you need to a basically limitless fortune. How would we know, how would and they know how to do that in, in, like, if it's 15 years before, how would they know how to do that in 2004? That's possible. If, if you're wealthy enough, you can find someone who can do anything. I, I think but, that in DC Comics verse, uh-huh. it's probably possible. They just went but, to Lu- to LexCore, and that was it. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's that's true. Good they, they use some sort of science fiction BS. Yeah. Yes, yeah. like this. Don't worry, we're fine here. This is the world cycle <laughs> or cyborg existence. Uh, but like, I love the fact of like. They and they've established very well that like this is the thing is you know in this diamond is the key to unlimited wealth and she just pawns it to some dude Here you go. for like a stack of cash <laughs> and you're just like okay that's kind of hilarious <laughs> and it's like the MacGuffin never comes no, into play nope. for what it is nope no mm-hmm. which kind of works and like it, it's it's, per- it, it's, per- it's per- fits perfectly yeah. with Harley like she's. Yeah. Just kind of chaotic. She's not gonna know how to decrypt the code no. or the diamond. Yeah. So she's like, this. So she's just like, here, give me some money for it. Yeah. Perfect. I've washed it off a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Polished it real Very nice nice for you. <laughs> Bathe that in acid. Yeah. We, so. we polished that turd for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Thought it was, I thought it was fun and mm-hmm. great and exciting. Bill, once again, I think it's better than cats. <laughs> <laughs> Without seeing cats, that's very high praise. Um, but I, re- I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I did. I think the themes that it... I think it really does a good job of conveying the themes that they're tr- trying to tell. You know, given what's mm-hmm. happened to the past five years with Me Too mm-hmm. and everything. Having a movie like this where mm-hmm. you have female protagonists mm-hmm. going up against their male, you know, oppressors opp- yeah. that are wronging yeah. them yeah. Mm-hmm. and kicking ass and doing some of the coolest fight choreography and having really great characters to boot, mm-hmm. I think is awesome and it, it really did it for me. I, if I had to give it a rating right now, I'd probably give it like 8.5 somewhere mm-hmm. in there. I think that's. I think I'd probably be around the same place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I might be a little lower, but I still really liked it. I'd still recommend it. Oh yeah, oh, um, yeah. No, absolutely. It, it's, you know, it's R-rated, so mm-hmm. like, don't take your kids. And it, it's R-rated with good reason. Yes, like, no, you, it you is really. Yeah. It is yeah. definitely R-rated with good mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. And I didn't see any kids in the theater. Which is a step up from when we went to see Deadpool and there were kids crying within the first ten minutes. Now, do you think this will do better than Deadpool? Um, I think sh- it's certainly possible. I think it's possible. I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I think... Uh, did Deadpool 2 make less than Deadpool? Yes. yes. Uh, I think so. Slightly, I think. I it, was, it, it was close. I could see it rivaling Deadpool 2. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't have... I don't think a lot of competition at the moment. And well, unless you think Sonic isn't going to knock it. Sonic is a different crowd. You're too slow! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, to ruin whoever's day. I just ruined with that. Daniel, you summoned it. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to see real quick. This will be tough because it's like the day it came out. But I'm trying to see if there is there is not a cinema score for it yet. That's usually a good way of telling mm-hmm. the legs something might have at the box office. I'll be curious to see how it does in its opening weekend, because it, it could rival Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it will, 
Um, partially because I think Deadpool was such a weird thing when it first kicked off. I don't think any we we honestly hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah, an R-rated superhero movie. No, that actually, like yeah, that and was fun and funny, and yeah. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people really. And there was also a little bit of there was a little bit of like mystery from the circumstance that led into mm-hmm. like Deadpool. is this, this going to be good and then when it was good i think people were like well, but also it's like the movie that ryan reynolds has been trying to get made since like for 10 years mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. to the point of you had the leaked footage that ended up finally right. getting it made and like no one would say who leaked it but it was 100 percent ryan reynolds 10,000 percent like you, and, and you had they... a bit more I think build up to that than this. They had a really innovative um, uh, marketing campaign leading mm-hmm. up to Deadpool, and I'm not sure that Birds of Prey has done the same thing. No, because um, I'll but... be I'll level with you. Until recently, I didn't know it was actually R-rated. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like I'd just seen all the trailers and seen it before like any variety of movies, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh okay, it's just a. It's a thing. It wasn't until, like, this week or last week I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's R-rated. <laughs> I, I think I'll be interested because this is really the first real, I guess, kind of big movie we've had this year. Because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of, like, uh, little indie horror films. We've had a lot yeah. of... We had Bad Boys. You, Bad Boys yeah. for Life Bad Boys is for probably going to yeah, be the first yeah, big yeah, one. Yeah, Bad Boys one for Life. One last time. Yeah. Yes. So, Bad Boys for Life, and, and now you have Harley Quinn, and, or Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Thank and, you. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, there hasn't really been a lot of competition, and, and, and Bad Boys uh, has, has uh, benefited from that mm-hmm. greatly, not having... Has, has even some stuff that wouldn't, I think, normally have gotten huge... Like 1917. Yeah, 1917. Really mm-hmm. uh, like, it's really good. It's n- like the Oscar bump has probably helped it, but at the same time. It- Jumanji is still hanging in there. Jumanji. Star Wars is still in theaters, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not in the top five anymore. Yeah, but-, but it's in theaters. That's all that matters. <laughs> Surprisingly, Jumanji is still in the top mm-hmm. five. Um, you know, Doolittle hasn't really benefited from it, but that's because by all accounts, it's terrible. <laughs> I have no comment on I've, Doolittle. I've, I've not seen it. I've just heard about it. And it's dragon farting conclusion. And whatever. What a way to, you know, capitalize on all your the goodwill from the Avengers movies. Just ending with a dragon fart. That And in that dragon fart, you can pretty much guarantee that Robert Downey Jr. will be back in the MCU in the next two years. Oh, he'll be fine. He's he's made enough money now. He never has to work again That's if true. he doesn't want true. to. Oh, but speaking of dragon farts, I, I realized <laughs> I forgot. That's the title. That's the title. Birds of prey. And Birds of prey and the fantabulous <laughs> dragon fart. I, I I forgot. I was going to mention. Harley Quinn's amazing, like, sparkle slash paint slash pellet gun. That oh, she whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it's it was. Like, it's it's like, basically, it's like one of those riot shotguns that fire, like, the beanbags and, like, the canisters. But she just has built custom canisters. Uh-huh. With, like, glitter and, and, like, Loved different it. colored, like, paint bombs. And, mm-hmm. the, and, and, like, it was amazing. 
No, it, it, I want. One. I can't wait to see so many Harley Quinns at Comic Con and Pride this year. It's gonna be great. Yes. It's it's gonna be great. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just thinking someone's gonna have to sweep all that up. I know. <laughs> and you know, if she hadn't, if she hadn't been kicked off the force, they probably would have made Renee Montoya do yeah. it, <laughs> since all she Woo! does is clean up their messes. Jesus, uh, yeah. that's yeah, that's I. That was a really fun action sequence. They use their set pieces and sequence as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All of them are unique and interesting, uh, aesthetically and like even story wise, how they function. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I, I think overall we all liked it to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I want to give it a numerical thing, but, like, eh, have you made me 7.5? Somewhere okay. around there. All right, cool. But uh, I think that'll do it for us. Beth, do you have anything to plug? Um, you can find me on Twitter at DunceLibrarian. Um, so it's D-U-N-S Librarian. You can follow all her Witcher playthroughs right now. <laughs> I'm actually not posting a lot about Witcher 3. I, I need to, especially my recent glitch. That I, never mind. <laughs> Bill, where can people find you? All right, listen here, nerds. You can follow me on Twitter, at Star Wars Bill. Be sure to follow my podcast. If you like Star Wars, if you like me, if you like both of those things, well, I got good news for you. I got a podcast that does all that. It's called Skywalking Through the League. I uh, do it with my friend Trey Mitchell, and we talk about the latest Star Wars news, and sometimes we just bullshit and get drunk and talk about Star Wars stuff. So uh, listen to us there at uh, SkywalkingTL on Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Um, one last ride. <laughs> This is not the last podcast. We're hoping to have others soon. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let Bill's constant one Uh, last ride tell you otherwise. (laughs) But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel Dunstan. Please subscribe. Please. 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 (laughs) Please. Uh, Feel free to leave comments. Let us know what you think. I read those for fun sometimes. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, get creative with it if you want. (laughs) Uh, And as always, see you nerds. Justice for Dan!